G'day friends, welcome back. The AFLW qualifying finals are finally all wrapped up. We had to wait an extra week because Collingwood was stricken with COVID-19. A number of players testing positive last, uh, well, week and a half ago now. So they couldn't play Brisbane last weekend, but they played the other day. So it's all done. We've got our prelim finals sorted. Fremantle will be playing Adelaide and Brisbane will be playing Melbourne. Which out of Hayley Miller and Orla O'Dwyer are the most improved player of the year? Did Collingwood enter their game with Brisbane with just a horrible attitude that's cost them a chance in a prelim final? And is there a case to be made for Fremantle to beat Adelaide this weekend? Let's get into it. <laughs> So first up, last weekend, it was North Melbourne versus Fremantle. Fremantle victorious by 38 points. Very accurate. 11-3 to North Melbourne's 4-7, even though it was in Melbourne. Um, yeah, Just wasted opportunities by North Melbourne. They were very sloppy early on. They kept, you know, their entries were many, but they were very shallow and just... That they just weren't as on as you have to be in a final. They weren't. Um, Ellie Gavalis kicked an amazing goal to to get them off and running, but they 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 just they they just weren't on. They weren't as on as Fremantle. Fremantle were very very clean. Um, that they, they just they went in with the right attitude. They went in right. This is a serious final. We have to be as focused as possible, and they were. They were very very precise. You can see it in their goal kicking. Their movement of the ball around the ground, A+. Plus. They were just way too good for North Melbourne. These two teams, I think, are really on par with each other. Like It's very fitting that they play each other in a qualifying final because they've had very similar seasons, both you know, sort of moving in and out of the top four. They've both always been a top 16, but you know, could, could they, you know, challenge for a top two spot? Are they going to be one of the ones getting to a prelim, you know, that, you know, they, they both sort of started well. Fremantle were off a little bit late in the season. North weren't on for the... Inter like, very, very, very similar seasons. Um, I, like, across the board, I would have said Fremantle had a stronger season and they're a slightly stronger team, so the result does make sense. But I would have liked a bit more of a challenge from North Melbourne. I think this is the first time Fremantle have ever beaten North Melbourne. I think they were saying that on the coverage. Um, speaking of the coverage, Fox had no graphics for almost the entire game they kept they kept dropping in and out like the score on the screen they kept having to actually give like they were calling on the radio north you know three goals five Fremantle eight you know they had to keep doing that because for some reason Foxford didn't have their graphics sorted that was really strange um I mentioned Hayley Miller in the intro she, she's 
got to be in contention for the most improved player in the competition. They made her captain at the start of the year, and she's been fucking unbelievable. She was an absolute beast in this game. If there was any whiff of North mounting a sort of comeback in the second or third quarter, she snuffed it out. She she was prolific and dominant. She hit the scoreboard herself. If, like, you would think that Adelaide aren't going to have too much difficulty with Fremantle, but if you're going to make a case for them, this is how you do it. Hayley Miller needs to be stopped. If Adelaide don't do anything about her they are in real trouble and they might lose to Fremantle, right? They've got to deal with her. And Fremantle's ball movement, very, very deliberate, very concise, very precise. That If they can control the ball like that against Adelaide, who are also very good at an Adelaide of monstrous defensively, it's going to be really, really hard to beat them, especially Adelaide Oval. But if they can play this way, they're a chance... They're definitely a chance, but Adelaide's number one priority, honestly, has got to be limiting the influence of Hayley Miller. Of Hayley Miller, excuse me, because she was just monstrous. Um, yeah, North Mel- North Melbourne will be pretty, you know, disappointed. With like Fremantle only had three more scoring shots than they did, and they've won by more than six goals. So missed opportunities, especially early when the game was in the balance, when it was pretty even. Around the ground, they just couldn't capitalize on their opportunities, and this is the result. And now they've got to go, you know, into another pre-seat. Like North and Fremantle are two teams that have been around the top for a long time, but never even gotten into a grand final. It's always been Brisbane and Adelaide. There was that one year where it was Bulldogs and Carlton, but it, like it's always been just those few teams. And and yeah, that these two are going to want to break in at some point because now there's these, there's these expansion teams coming in. The, the previous expansion teams are going to start to get better. The competition's going to start to even out. And, you know, their window's going to close. It's going to happen. They're going to start to lose players to these expansion teams. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how these two teams approach next year and how they go. But, yes, I'm saying that like Fremantle are done. They're not done. Um they're going to have a bloody difficult time beating Adelaide, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, I believe that game is on... I think they're both on Saturday, actually. Or is one on Sunday? I don't know. Anyway, Fremantle will be playing Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval. And then Brisbane will be playing Melbourne at the MCG. This is definitely on Saturday. At the MCG. What a absolutely brilliant decision that the AFL has made, giving... This pre- like if, if Melbourne win, no, they won't. No, it has to be the Adelaide Oval, the grand final. If assuming Adelaide win, if Melbourne win and Fremantle win, the grand final's got to be the MCG. It has to be. Like, but they're going to play it at Casey, like Marvel maybe. But if they're playing prelims at the MCG, you, there's no argument to be made that they don't play the grand final at the MCG if that's how it works out. If Adelaide win, regardless of the other result, it'll be at the Adelaide Oval because they finished on top. But wouldn't that be remarkable? Prelim and the grand final. First time ever for both the MCG. That'll be quite something. But yes, this game will be at the MCG. And Melbourne will go in favourites. But Brisbane, I, I, I've said this so many times this year, I love how they play. And I love their ability 
to score. Melbourne are also very, very capable in front of the sticks, but Brisbane's forward line is so well balanced and they complement each other great. They've got the great mix of talls and smalls. They're dynamic. You don't know where it's going. As unstoppable as Taylor Harris is, you know that's where it's going. It's either going to her or it's going to go to Daisy Pierce most of the time, <laughs> right? So if they are able to curtail Harris's influence, they're a bloody good chance, Brisbane. Anyway, let's talk about the game against Collingwood. It was a really tight game early, but it was similar. Collingwood just sort of missed their opportunities. And as the game went on, you could see they did not go in with the right attitude. They, you know, they'd had the week off with COVID, most of them. They had lost a couple of other players in the lead-up. They just really seemed that their heads were not in it at all. And, you know, there was there was a bit of niggle, bit of shoving, bit of, bit of argy-bargy throughout the entire game. It started early and it persisted throughout. And as the game got on and as the margin got bigger and bigger in Brisbane's favour, the, the pies got more and more undisciplined, giving away so many free kicks. I think there was two or three free kicks or 50-meter penalties that resulted directly in goals. So, I don't know. It would have been a, a, a tall order for them to beat Brisbane at the Gabba at all, but they didn't even give themselves a chance just because they were doing silly things and their captain was doing silly things. Just They were going into this final series as hot as anyone. The week off hasn't helped, obviously, and that's out of their control. But oh, they, they were looking red hot in the last couple of rounds of the home and away season. And I was saying, you know, if anyone's going to challenge those top two, it could be Collingwood because they're a bit of an unknown. They haven't reached their full potential, you know. Sabrina Frederick, you know, she was doing really well in the last couple of weeks. What, you know, what terror is she going to be able to unleash? She didn't really do it. Like, she kicked that nice goal early on, but she didn't do a whole lot apart from that. She's been a pretty disappointing acquisition for Collingwood this year. Hopefully, in the off-season, although it may be short if they are going to start in August. Um, hopefully they can get a bit more synergy going between her and the midfielders and you know, just you know, a bit more of a team dynamic going. Um, Brisbane were great. They were really, really good. They were much more disciplined. Um, da Dakota Davidson's a little bit, I don't know, she was deliberately trying to egg them on to piss them off and get free kicks. And she did that once or twice. I didn't like how she was getting in their faces, you know, as the game was clearly going Brisbane's way. I didn't, you know, not a lot of sportsmanship there. Um, you know, she's clearly trying to, you know, pump up her team and pump herself up. She hasn't had as good a year as she did last year. Um, I just don't want to see too much of that sort of braggy stuff. If they do well against Melbourne, it's, it's not nice to see. Um, but Brisbane as a team, that they were... Fantastic. And I mentioned Hayley Miller as one of the most improved players. Aura O'Dwyer is another. What a bloody season she's had. Um, and she kicked an unbelievable goal in this game as well. From 55 metres out, she just went boom. And it just flew through the air and just bounced through. Oh, it was awesome. And she was, the, she was the best player on the ground. By a good way, I would say. She was prolific. She was excellent. Um, and And... Her and the other midfielders, and especially their forwards, their, their small forwards, Brisbane's pressure was overwhelming. It was one of the most impressive aspects of their game. They were just 
unrelenting. They get to the ball first, and they didn't get there first. They were ferocious. They gave away a couple of sloppy free kicks as well, but not not too many. And they weren't in dangerous parts of the ground. They were just brutal. And and if they can do that to Melbourne as well, not give away free kicks in bad positions, not give them away at all if they can avoid it. But if they are going to you know walk that line, don't do it in Melbourne's forward fifty. If they can do that, bring this edge that they showed the other day, and if their if their forward line can be as dangerous as we know it can be, I think they're a real chance. I, I give Brisbane a lot more chance of beating Melbourne than I do Fremantle beating Adelaide. Um, you never know. Um, it would be a little bit boring to see another Brisbane and Adelaide grand final. We've seen too many of those already. I, I would really like to see. A Melbourne Fremantle grand final because it'd be at the MCG. But I think Melbourne and Adelaide have been the two best teams all year by a bit of a margin. So I think the two of them deserve to get in. And I think they will. And I think that would net us the, the best grand final. Like if the two of them play at their best, probably the best grand final that we've seen in the AFLW. I think it'd be amazing. I think it'd be, and you know, you're talking another 50 plus thousand at Adelaide Oval. For sure. Um, that's about it for this one, guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll be tipping Adelaide and I'll be tipping, tipping Melbourne, but you can absolutely make a very serious case for Brisbane and you can make a case for Fremantle as well. Like these, these games aren't, you know, done deals at all. And we see this a lot in the AFLW. There's, there's always been those teams at the top that have no issue at all beating the teams at the bottom. And you think, oh, the teams at the top, you know, if they're in the top six, oh, that the team in first should be able to beat the team in six without any issue. But when they're all in that top tier, they, they beat each other at random, it seems. So we we may very well be due for an upset. You know, the grand final last year, Brisbane weren't favourites, but they won. So it can happen. And I think that'd be really cool if that did happen. So yeah, I'll very much be looking forward to it. Hopefully there's no more... COVID problems. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed as we don't have to delay further because, you know, even this one week delay, if they're going to start the next season in August, well, we're about to start April. You know, April, May, June, July, or five months, four months if it's going to be early August. Like, every, everyone still is of the opinion that that isn't enough time. But, if that's what they're going to stick with, they cannot drag this out anymore. They can't start dragging it out into mid-May, into sorry, mid-April, late April. It's getting too late. There's going to be no time to do the trade period, to do the draft. The girls getting drafted again going to be in the middle of year twelve. How the bloody hell is that going to work? It's it's a bit of a mess. So the sooner that the season is done with, the sooner they can start to organise how the next one's going to begin. It's going to be a little bit messy, but. I'm interested to see how it goes. All right, that is it for that one, guys. Short and sharp, only the two games to get through. Um, thanks heaps for listening. Remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave reviews. Tell your friends. Um, this is, by the way, episode 100 of Footy Time. I reckon it's about episode 200 in total of the podcast. I haven't checked. But yes, this is episode 100 of Footy Time. 100 podcast episodes on AFL. Fucking hell, I can talk. All right, I'll catch you guys next time. Bye.